Hey everyone, this is Josh Peak. Welcome to the Josh Peak Show, where I interview entrepreneurs, influencers, and people who perform at a high level. Um, in this interview, I inter- uh, have a girl named Molly Trotter. Uh, she's 29 years old, Southern California girl. Uh, went from news anchor to full-time entrepreneur. Her story is phenomenal. Uh, you know, I first uh, found her through some mutual friends online, um, through social media. She's built one heck of a following on Facebook and uh, Instagram, and um, I noticed how relentless she was with her um, with her messaging. Uh, very, very focused, and just seemed to be uh, consistent uh, every single day, and built a really good following on Instagram and Facebook, and so. Uh, there's some work her and I are going to do together, and so I wanted to bring her onto the podcast, introduce her to you guys, and I think you're really going to like this uh, this interview. So, anyways, um, you guys enjoy the podcast and have a great day. Thank you. Hey everyone, this is Josh Peak. Welcome to the Josh Peak Show, where we interview entrepreneurs uh, on a regular basis. And you know, this one is going to be pretty special because the girl that I'm interviewing right now, this is the first interview that we've done uh, that is a female entrepreneur. I have a ton of entrepreneur friends that are male and female, obviously, but um, this is the first one. So I want to introduce you to Molly Trotter. Uh, Molly, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, no, I'm super excited, Josh, and I'm honored to be the first female. That's awesome. It is. It's crazy because, I mean, I have a ton of, I obviously, a ton of entrepreneur friends that are either, you know, male and female, but a lot of guys that that I've been interviewing here lately have been, you know, that have been in the wrestling world or MMA world, but also entrepreneurs. And I'm thinking, and so I'm interviewing you, obviously, and I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a great interview. Uh, Molly and I, you know, we met online. She does a lot of branding and marketing, and so do I. And so, uh, you know, we, I reached out to her and we started building a relationship and have a ton in common. Uh, Molly is from uh, Oregon originally, but is in California now. Uh, so let's just get it started. So, so where did it all start for you? I mean, you were, I think you said you were born in California, but then you went, you were raised in Oregon, right? Correct. Yeah. My dad grew up down here. This is where my parents met, but my mom um, grew up in Oregon. And so they decided that'd be a good place to raise myself and my two brothers. Awesome. Awesome. And so one of the things now, now, where did you go to college at? I mean, you went to college. Uh, did you go in Oregon or did you go in California? Um, I actually, my first year I went to, um, a school in Montana on a volleyball scholarship and then I realized I didn't really like it out there. So then I uh, came back to Oregon and Mm -hmm. spent the rest of my three years in college at Pacific university in a little place called Forest Grove, Oregon, which is West of Portland. Okay, cool. I think I've been through there. Actually, we, we had a wrestling tournament that was in Centralia, Washington. Oh, and nice. Then, yep. And then we went down through Portland and went down just a little west and south of that. And um, so uh, beautiful, beautiful area. I love the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you play, I mean, obviously you played volleyball in college, so you played volleyball in high school as well. I mean, was that, was that some, I mean, you're a pretty competitive person. So um, yeah. when did you get started in volleyball? Um, I got started in volleyball in the sixth grade. Basically, my cousin, my older cousin, um, played at University of Portland, and I'd go and watch her, and I was playing soccer at the time, and no offense to any soccer fans, I was like, forget this. I'm going to go play volleyball. <laughs> so I, I played volleyball, and you know, I played everything from soccer to volleyball, basketball, ran track, 
dabbled in softball. I mean, just, yeah, I definitely have that competitor spirit, which is carried through. And honestly, to this day, I still, you know, try to go play pickup volleyball when I can, when it fits in my schedule. So it's just one of those sports that is going to be with me as long as my body can hang in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. So when we first started talking, I did some research. Now, were you... I mean, were you in broadcast journalism or, I mean, you were working for, at one point, you were working with with ESPN, is that right? Yes. So I got into the television industry um, to be a news anchor and reporter. And then about like a year or two in, I got an opportunity to be a sideline reporter for ESPN um, for handball tournaments. So something small, but like definitely a dream. I always wanted to be a sideline sports reporter. So that was super, super fun. So I covered some tournaments, talked to professional athletes, and it was just a really, really fun experience. So what what led you from from being a uh, reporter to wanting to start a you know start your own business to be an entrepreneur? What was the how did that how did that uh, come about? You know, it's it's a crazy story because like I never thought about like becoming an entrepreneur ever. But like when I was in the news industry, I got into I got into that to really help the underdog, to give them a voice to to help people. And when I got into that industry, I mean, honestly, what most people don't know is the pay is horrible, the time off is worse, and the hours, at least for me, were awful. I was always working a morning show shift because I had just natural energy, and people always gravitated towards me in the morning. So. When I exited that industry, you know, luckily before, about a year before I got out, I got introduced to network marketing, um, which really, honestly, I could say saved my life because it introduced me to so much personal development, amazing people, and just really opening up my mindset from a a scarcity-based mindset, to be honest, where I literally had to open up three credit cards in order to survive in my last news, my last news industry, uh, my news station. Uh, Cause I didn't have money to even go home for Christmas or buy people like, you know, a, a present for their birthday or to just pay for groceries. Like money was just so tight and these people owned me. So there was just no flexibility, but luckily I got introduced to network marketing a year before I got out and that really opened things up for me. So when I decided to exit the news industry, I went into network marketing full time. And on the side of that, I had my own nutrition and fitness business because I've always helped people on the side with, you know, workout plans, eating right. And um, it just kind of worked out from there. And then it just grew in the same like foundation still was alive, meaning I still was trying to help the underdog, help the person that really needed it, that wanted to change, that really wanted to just, you know, make a difference. Yeah. So just so, I mean, you and I have talked about this. I mean, that's how I got started too. I was 17 years old, got introduced to the industry, fell in love with the industry. There's like people have, you know, I, I guess everybody's got opinions of everything. Right. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that network marketing is a phenomenal industry to get started in, especially for a young person. I mean, anybody for that matter, but for a young person, um, it doesn't take a lot of capital. But some of the best sales techniques I ever learned, I mean, I'm a marketing, uh, you know, I got my marketing degree out of college, but I didn't, I, I would say that I got my bachelor's in marketing from college, but probably my master's of learning from people that were college dropouts, but multimillionaires. I mean, mm-hmm. To be honest, I mean that, that's I learned some of my best sales uh, tactics from people that have you know that have never stepped foot into a college ever. Um, so, so when you got into network marketing, like I guess what I guess one of the main questions I have now is, what do you see different? I mean, obviously when I got started, there was the internet was coming on. I mean, it was that mm-hmm. I was I was on the very verge of. I mean, it was the very beginning of that. So. For me, it was a it was a perfect time. I mean, leads were easy to come by, um, 
everybody was just coming on board on the internet. So we were generating leads kind of through YouTube and MySpace. I mean, that, that, that probably dates me. Uh, but <laughs> MySpace, I love it. Seriously, we were using YouTube on MySpace. We're embedding a video, and every time that somebody comes to our MySpace page, well, that video would play, which would be a self-branding, right? We'd be talking about, you know, mm-hmm. us and then what we're doing. But then every time that would happen, it would automatically play the video, so which would rank it higher in YouTube. So we're using it as an algorithm. Uh, mm, so she, nice. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's awesome. And at the same time, they, these keywords that we were using, there was really no there was nothing i mean it was a wild west in youtube so there was not not a whole lot of rules and so it was ranking not only in youtube but also google so we were killing it uh and then obviously things changed but so today i i guess i'm seeing young people millennials um that are coming into network marketing and, and everybody has their own they have their own take on millennials me personally i think it has a chance to become one of the most powerful generations ever uh, and I listened mm-hmm. to Steve, uh, uh, talk with Steve Bannon and um, Candace Owens talking about it. And he, he was talking about how big he thinks that the, the millennials, they, they've experienced what today is maybe being pushed as socialism or maybe, but they've seen capitalism as well. And they don't, they're like, I don't know if college is for me, but they're, for example, they're getting into a network marketing company or they're getting into, um, say, Shopify or, or Amazon stores, or whatever it may be, e-commerce, and you see these people, and, and this generation, and they're, um, you know, they're they're living in Airbnb or they're Ubering. They don't even have a car, half of them. But you see these people making an absolute boatload of money. Mm-hmm. And, and so, what do you think is, what do you think is the difference in the mentality of the millennial generation versus, say, the people that have just maybe, uh, I would say, not. Maybe the baby boomers, but even the the generation right below that. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems to me like the millennials think differently towards business. Totally. I, I mean, I think you touched on it a little bit. Number one, millennials are wanting experiences. So they're mm-hmm. not buying homes. They're not, you know, maybe necessarily buying cars. They're more like leasing and renting and have that flexibility of change based on where they're at in that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I totally feel that. I mean, I live in Southern California where it's like, I'd love to buy a home because I'm a little bit more traditional. Um, but I mean, like, let's just be honest, like having a, you know, a home that's in a good spot and Airbnb it out and have that flexibility to travel and not be tied down. Um, and then being able to rent it out and still make an income when you're gone. Like that's, that's key. I think along those lines as well is millennials are finding ways to really diversify their money. So having multiple streams of income, you know, that, that is something that I'm super passionate about. And my goal is to have seven streams of income. And, you know, I have my main focus on like one or two, one or two things. But then for me, I love using my network to grow my net worth because mm-hmm. I like being that person that people come to me being like, Oh, Molly has the connection on this. Oh, I think Molly might know somebody over here. Or if they just ask me and be like, Oh yeah, I know this person. I'll totally hook you up. And not necessarily always looking for a referral. I mean, it's nice, you know, a referral fee is great, but at the end of the day, I love helping people and connecting people to what they want. Um, and if you can find somebody that you, you know, like and trust, know, like, and trust, that's, that's key. That is, that is the foundation of just being able to really honestly get whatever you want but, you know, also being a good person helps, too. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can sure. trust her. I, I see what she's about. Um, and that that really plays in for me is being so open and vulnerable and just authentic, transparent, whatever you want to call it, on social media. I mean, that's how we connected. And that's why yep. I connect like 90% of my network is just they feel like they already know me based on how I choose to post on social media, being raw, real, and authentic. 
You know, I don't need to fake the funk. I don't need to fake being anybody else. This is who I am. So by the time we get in a conversation, whether it's just a friendly conversation, a business conversation, whatever, you're already, you're already comfortable, which is the whole goal because on the internet today with everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people trying to scam and scheme and you really just don't know, you know, it can be kind of scary. So millennials really do have that edge where we came up with all this technology. And if we just decided to really kind of tap into it, it really can open up everything. And honestly, in the last, like, you know, handful of years, three years, I would say, um, the Internet, social media specifically, has contributed to about 90, 95 percent of my income. That's where it comes from is just by tapping into my network and the opportunities I've been involved in. So for people that want to say, oh, social media is bad or it's it's pointless and it's negative, it really depends on who's on your timeline, who's on your feed, and what are you listening to and, and who, are, who what's your environment? You know, because mine is obviously, you know, it's completely different. It's shaped me into the person I am now, but not everybody has that view. So millennials really have that edge. And obviously, as you said, you know, they're really using it to their advantage. Well, that's and that's 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 pretty good. I mean, that, in terms of explaining, I mean, that when I watch, and that's a good point because when I watch your videos, or for example, it's always about something in terms of growth. I would I would think. I mean, and I see a lot of other people, and it's political, or it's um, you know, it's Democrat versus Republican, or it's got to be political. And for me, I like to listen to people who have got some good business ideas, some good savvy, and that's one thing I noticed about you. So, one thing I did notice your Instagram. I guess a good question. It just comes to mind. How? What was your process in building your Instagram? To I mean, you've got a sizable following. So yes. What, what was the? What was some of the? I mean, if you could give the audience here just some of the. You don't have to give them everything. I mean, but just some of the tips that, um, obviously that you that that help help grow your Instagram to where it's at today. Sure. I mean, there's a couple different things. Number one, I mean, I post the same content that I do on Instagram that I do on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram stories are, are key. It's like a behind the scenes look and, you know, of, of what your life is like. And, you know, it's a little bit more relaxed where Facebook is a little bit more like professional, at least mine is. Um, so Instagram, you can kind of put whatever out there. Um, but I'm still very on brand where I have that, that classy, respectable, credible brand. Um, and I always stick to that. Um, that's a whole nother topic entirely. But when it comes to Instagram, honestly, in the beginning, it was just being consistent with posting and just keeping that up. So people know when to go to your profile to, you know, Oh, okay. Molly's going to post probably in the morning. If not, she's going to post at night after work. Like what is she doing? And I have people now just waiting for me to post so they can go grab that content because I look at Instagram or Facebook as you got to, in order to get anything, you got to give a lot first. Right. And it's all about giving value. And so I'm constantly giving value and where that value comes from is me pouring into myself and the people that I'm around and my environment. Um, and that's a personal choice. And it's been, you know, it's, I've had great times. I've had painful times, sad, mad, whatever. And that always pours in. And I'm always very authentic and transparent of where I'm at because there's always a lesson somewhere. And everybody has a story. I personally believe our stories are meant to be shared, not kept. You know, so like that's something where I, I've just used in, like my social media as an outlet and that's really what's helped grow my audience. So do you do more Instagram lives or are you doing more Instagram like stories when you're doing that? I mean, I see your, obviously your, your, your traditional Instagram posts, but then you're also doing Instagram uh, stories as well. But do you do Instagram lives as well? Cause I know you're doing Facebook lives. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do as many Instagram lives. I probably should, but I just really enjoy my Facebook audience, to be honest, and like the mm-hmm. the inner interactions that I get on my Facebook lives and the quality, you know, of, of content that people give back to me when I put it on there. So on Instagram story, though, I'm very heavy on it. And I honestly post probably anywhere like from like five to 10 times a day, closer to 10, because they're quick wow. little 15 second, whatever. One might just be a picture. Some might be a video, just whatever is kind of happening that day that just speaks to me. But the biggest difference on my stories, Facebook or Instagram, that's where I'll kind of plug in business stuff. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, if you're looking to make some extra, you know, side cash or you're looking to learn some, you know, high income skills, uh, whatever I have going on, like I'll plug that in on my stories. But my main posts are always very value driven and not just spamming people with my opportunity, whatever I'm doing, because people are always being sold to. I want people to have that curiosity and draw in and then ask questions because at that point they're comfortable and it kind of takes the hard work out for me, if that makes sense. So, so on your Instagram stories, I mean, are you or not? Yeah, yeah, I guess your stories. I mean, are you? I mean, because you got over what twenty some thousand, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just last checked. So, so basically, that's just where it's all coming from. It's just coming from people that are that are seeing your Instagram stories that are now. I mean, are they sharing them or are you hashtagging them or how are you how are you growing it? So what's cool is yeah, you can put hashtags on them, but mm-hmm. you know, I have a big enough following where if people find something of value, they'll they'll share it and then they'll add, tag me in the post. Um, on my main post though, I mean, I still use hashtags. Like I'll put my mm-hmm. hashtags in the comments so people can search that hashtag and I'll pop up. Um, so it just really just uh, depends. Um, but the stories, yeah, I get more views on my stories than I do my main posts because people will just, they'll click through that story. And I even recently just started like sharing my post onto my story. So I have more people seeing my post and going to it because they're going to watch my story before they go to my page. Same for Facebook. It's just like a little trick to draw more people in. Hey, I kind of like that picture of that post. What is she talking about? Click, more likes, more views, more engagement um, by just putting it in multiple places. So I am Smart. like a super fan of repurposing. Smart. Smart. No, I am too. I mean, for example, like we'll do this podcast. Um, and then w- once I edit it, put it, you know, through Libsyn, then then it'll go to um, it'll go to Spotify, it'll go to iTunes, it'll go to uh, Google uh, Music, it'll go to all these other places, but then it'll repurpose and send it to YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. And and then from there, you know, obviously we'll we'll go we'll take Instagram and Facebook and drive to the the podcast itself. So we're constantly evergreen uh, marketing and or repurposing, if you will, uh, what we're doing. Um, that's good. I love that. So on on Facebook, I see you doing story or uh, Facebook lives. That so the last one you did. Well, the last big one that I saw uh, was making a. You're making a shift. Uh, you're in. Mm-hmm. You're building a company, and then you you made a shift into where where you're at today, which that's probably where you and I are going to do a lot more business. Uh, is in the media uh, department, branding, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me the story behind that, because I could tell you were. It was a big thing for you. I mean, it was. Yeah. It, it was a little emotional, uh, right? But I like that. I mean, I think when people saw that. When there was uh, when I was when I was watching. I'll just say what I thought. <clears throat> when I was watching it, I thought, well, I think it's good that she's doing this because it, it number one, it's going to drive people over asking questions of what she's doing now. Number two, she's being really authentic about it. And number three, you know what? I mean, people need to know there's a pivot. There's times to pivot, and mm-hmm. not not that not that you have to. Um, not that you have to um, apologize for anything because that's not what it's about. 
I don't think. I mean, I think business people have to do what they have to do to, to win. Um, so what were your thoughts behind that? I mean, when you're, when you're going to do the Facebook live, was it, did you dread it or are you looking forward to saying, okay, this is, I feel good. Like this is what I, I'm making this jump. This is what I'm going to go do. You know, honestly, I had not ever been more nervous for a Facebook live than that one. And that's because I had so many people following me in that company, the prior company that I left mm-hmm. and everybody had such high hopes of me doing this, doing that, whatever. And so did I, but this pivot and the shift that I made, it was something where it was literally like Christmas morning the most perfect present wrapped for you in a bow. And if you don't take that, you never deserve a present again. (laughs) Like that's how I felt. So I had to take it. I had to capitalize on it. And the biggest thing is, is I could use more of my talents and gifts in this opportunity I'm in now with the branding and marketing um, and help more people than what I did in my last company. So I had to make that shift. Um, And the thing I was really nervous about is that I know that usually when people leave companies automatically, they're like, Oh my gosh, there's something negative. There's something bad. Like what happened? And I was constantly like, there is nothing wrong with this company. Like nothing, like no bashing, no nothing. Like I'm, everything's good. I just had to make this shift. Like, and I'm doing this not just for myself, but for the people that are assigned to me, the people that I'm supposed to be helping that can't find me. because I'm not in the place I'm supposed to be yet. So it was one of those things where it was nerve wracking and I knew I had to make that announcement and people are still asking like, Oh, are you with that, you know, former company anymore? And I'm like, no, I'm actually not. I'm building this over here and this is why blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And people are like, wow, respect. And then they're like, Oh, I mean, honestly, like, my business partner in this made such a good statement and he's like, we're like in a modern day gold rush where everybody's running for the gold, but we sell the shovels and those shovels is essentially online branding. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying to brand themselves online, yep. like build that business online. And without us selling them the shovels, they can't build. So they need us. And it's so true because I've been branding ever since I was in the news industry so I knew the importance of it, and I was always pouring into it. Never really understood why I was so passionate about it, but I just knew it was important. And now here I am doing it full time and helping people really take that maybe a tiny little dream or like a thought into a reality in a full blown business online through the quality of the products that we offer and the services. So like that to me, it's uh, you know because if you look at sales, for example, and I'm sure you've gotten this. People look at sales like oh my gosh, it's just, uh sales. Uh, gosh, I would never want to do that. Blah, whatever. But when you look at it as like you're providing a service and if you really believe in what it is that you're selling and offering, like then it doesn't feel like that grungy sales, you know, person, that icky car salesman. It's look, I'm actually offering something that is legitimately going to change your life one way or another. So I believe in it so much that if you say yes, awesome, perfect, can't wait to work with you. If you say no, you're lost. Not a big problem. Go work with somebody else. It doesn't matter to me either way. So I feel like people's like connotation with sales is kind of like, ugh. But I look at it as I believe in what we have so much because I've, I've been doing it myself on my own for so long. But now that there's like a team of people to like back that for whoever's looking for that, it's just crucial. So that was like a, okay, I know how powerful this can be and I know people are looking for it and I know people trust me. So I had to put that out there. I had to put my feelings aside from leaving that other company, let people know the shift and then just plow forward and just go go all in because that's the kind of person I am. Well, see, I think you're doing. It was a good move. It was a really good move, and I, I'm maybe I'm biased in saying that because I kind of made the same move too. Like, so I started in network marketing, but I was like, I'm generating my own leads. Why am I generating a network marketing? Here was my issue with network marketing. I love network marketing. My issue was is that I'm building a company and a brand for someone that I may be making two to three to five percent at most on what I'm building. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. 
And I can't control if this person is a leader of the company. If they make some horrendous decision to where then 10% of the populate or 10% of the reps leave. Okay. Uh, I thought, I thought, look, I've worked too hard for me to be able to, you know, put my brand on the line and basically be a guinea pig. And then maybe some, you know, this, this company may or may not be able to be successful. Not that they don't have good products or services, but maybe they just don't have good leadership. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go and start taking on companies and doing their marketing for them. Uh, maybe there's a rev share there, maybe not. It depends on how we structure it. But then when I saw that's the direction you were going, I'm like, okay, we can work together because um, there are some things that, that I do that I'm always going to do, but there's things that maybe I don't do that I see what you guys are doing and we can partner together. And I think that's going to be the future of business in general. I, you know, I've seen some major advertising firms that, that have done that. Uh, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of them try to keep it in-house, but I think collaboration is always the key uh, to being successful totally. with the right collaborators. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, do what you're best at, hire the rest. Like why do all of it when somebody can clearly do this over here and that's what their main focus is or whatever. And then you're really good at that over there. Just stay over there and then we'll do this over here. Like people like, you know, it, it just becomes like a, just, you got, you just got to hire out, you know, and there's, mm-hmm. there's just so many opportunities and options out there. So yes, picking the right one is very important. So when I made the decision to make this switch, I didn't make it lightly, but it was one of those things where I'm just like, I gotta, I can't sit here and just, I can't wait. This is something I just can't wait on and just, Oh, I want to see how it plays out. No, like this was too perfect. And I yep. had to go for it. So yeah, I mean like the similar story you're saying to me, like, Oh, I know we can partner. I've had a lot of other people with very big networks and very big ideas come to me at the same thing. Hey, I want to partner with you. And you know, once this works for me and I see how this goes, boom, you have my network. And that's, some are, some are hundreds of people, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people. Right. So for me, I've built my brand for so long that I've only been in this company not super long, but people are already, I trust you. I see the quality I want in. Boom. And, and like, that's the power of having a credible brand and being able to, you know, have that, that um, connection with people. When you see, this is a question, I mean, so when you see a, when I say powerful branding, I mean, they've got it all together. And I say one person who, who comes to mind, like if you, if you, that you see that's just out there doing it right, um, right now. I mean, any type of influencer, business person, entrepreneur, what person do you see that, that is just, you're like, that, they, they're really doing it right. Mm, gosh. I mean, there's two different people that come to mind. One is a, um, like just like a singular lady, another one's a couple. And I'll kind of mention both because they bring different things to the table. Um, they were from my first network marketing company. That company mm-hmm. just, they had so many quality people and the way they brand themselves, just so excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about everybody in that company. They do such a great job. But um, Emily Vabra is somebody that I've been following since day one of my just entrepreneurship journey. And she actually was able to mentor me without even meeting me in person. I've never even met her in person still to this day, only just talked online a little bit here and there. But how she chooses to personally develop herself, put that out in posts, the quality of the posts, the images, like she is just on it. And she is a true queen. Like she just gets after it. So she's somebody that I've been following since day one and it has mm-hmm. helped me so much without ever meeting me in person, like literally mentoring me online and it's only been online. Right. Like that's crazy. Um, and then outside of that, just a, a couple that is extremely, extremely powerful and just have, have 
such quality and elegance to them are Tyler and Kelly Dickerhoof. Um, they are phenomenal, you know, just leaders in the industry and are very, they're just very quality. You know, they're not, they're not people that are about the, you know, the, the likes and the shares and the comments. It's just quality and they do a really good job branding themselves and um, just putting out so much value. And so those are a couple of people that I really love following what they do um, because they've been so consistent all the years that I've been following them. Nothing's ever really shifted and been extreme, you know, and mm-hmm. that is, and people want consistency, you know, they want to, they want whatever they follow, whatever they do. They love that consistency. If there's any kind of bump in the road, they're like, wait, what happened? You know, I'm freaking out. But with them, it's always just been so consistent. And so that has been a huge help for me to, you know, get my standing. I've kind of taken, you know, some of the stuff that they've done, put it in my own words, own style. And now people come to me for the same thing. You know, they're coming to me for that online mentorship and never meeting me. And they know they can get the value and the inspiration and motivation from my posts. The only reason I know that is because every once in a while I'll get, you know, a message from people. I'll get messages from people and they'll they'll tell me that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Like, thank you for telling me. Um, you didn't have to, but I, I appreciate to know that I'm able to have that kind of impact on complete strangers. No, that's good. That's really good. Well, no, I think you do a heck of a job. I mean, you do a great job on your branding and marketing. It's cla- like you say, it's classy. You see a lot of, I mean, you see a lot of stuff out there that, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's, um, and I guess that's what people look at social media too. They're like, you know, I guess what they're always saying is, well, it's an Instagram snapshot of their life. It's Instagram lifestyle, this, that, and the other, uh, instead of people being real, you're really real. That's why I ask you, like, who are a couple of people that you look at that are like, okay, they're real and they're really doing it right. You know, we see the Grant Cardones and the Gary Vaynerchuks and these type of people, but I mean, like we're talking other brands as well that have done it right. So that's, that's pretty cool. I can tell you one I really like. Uh, it's just because I use their services as, as Sprout Social. Uh, Sprout Social does a really good job uh, with their um, with their their branding and marketing, and they're a social media company, but they do one heck of a job with it. Um, real clean, real. I mean, just is, is good value, uh, that type of stuff. So that's that's one I can think of. Um, you know, I think Eric Worre does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. Eric. I think it does a good job too. So anyway, so tell me this, uh, this will be the last question and then maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring you back on again. We'll do this again. Why, why seven income streams? Like what, where did that, mm, you know, um, seven is, I'm a big person of faith and I yep. first had six and, you know, just a little trivia here. Six is definitely a, a man's <laughs> number, a worldly number. Seven is yep. like a, a godly number. Um, yep. and it's like, you know, it took God seven days to create, you know, the earth, all this stuff. Like, so seven is just such a, a holy number. And it's something where, um, you know, having, having the option of not relying on one, two, three income streams and just having things flow and run through. It's all about what you invest in. And that's one thing that this last company that I just left really showed me is, you know, open my mind up to all these different kinds of investments. Mm-hmm. So making that money, connecting with those people and then, you know, investing here and letting this grow there and letting this move here. You know, we've talked about several of those kinds of things, Josh, where it's like, it's just so important, you know, like have your money work for you. And we're in the world of automation now. Things yep. now can be automated where you literally can just have your money start growing for you and you just got to pay a little somebody something, something in order to keep that going. And you literally put no blood, foot and tears in it. You just put, you know, your money and watch it grow. So you just got to be smart about it. Um, 
So for me, it's like, as I grow, I want to be able to have that. So, you know, for my, for my future family, that was a huge reason why I even got into the entrepreneur space is be able to provide for my future family and like raise my kids. Because in the news of in the news world, being a news anchor and reporter, that was not going to happen. There was no way I was going to have a, a life. So having those income streams, you know, on top of whatever my future husband brings in is just going to be awesome. And not saying for me to just sit all on that and have all the things and live that, you know, luxury, lavish lifestyle. I'm sure I'm going to, you know, just be fine and get what I want. But it's also to give back. How can I give back? Scholarships or programs or investing in other people and their dreams. Um, you know, things like that. So like, I, I have like a lot of big things on the docket that I want to pour into. That's going to take quite a bit of money, you know, cause I, I tell yep. people this all the time, money just magnifies people. So if I can have a lot of it and I'm a great person, perfect. I'm only going to do good things with it. So why not have, you know, an, uh, over an abundance of it and then just be able to, to give and bless other people. Sweet. Sweet. Um, I said that was the last question. This is my last question. What is your, <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what is the best tool you use in growing your business? I mean, what is the number one tool you couldn't live without if you're going to grow a business? Man, that's tough. And this is totally going to, you know, just pigeonhole me in that millennial state. Honestly, like, uh, I already kind of know what it's going to be, I think. But, <laughs> it's honestly like posting on social media, to be honest with you. And it's yeah. no business posts. It's no, it's me posting the content about me and who I am. So people yep. can get to know me and Sweet. that's it. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm a personable person where if the internet went down tomorrow, I can still go talk to people and they can still get the same me that they'd get online in person. There's no difference. You just get a more lively version, a more energetic version because only so much comes through a photo. Yep. So that, that is a key piece for me. And so I pour in every day. I do one to two posts a day on my, you know, just regular posts and then on my stories and it's constant. And I'm not sitting there just scrolling, looking at aimless stuff. I'm, I'm doing it with intention, intention to reach out to people that are trying to find what it is that I have. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, what came to my mind, obviously, was a, I know people, and it is, it's more of a millennial thing, but it's, I don't think I could, I could live with a, about, with about every, I mean, I have to have, I, ha, I would have to have an iPhone, I mean, or a, some sort of a phone to run my business. That's it. I mean, if you give me an internet connection and a phone, I'm good, man. I can make oh, money. Oh, yeah, totally. Which, which goes to your point, which is it's your pictures, your social media, and, and you use that with a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm serious. I think most – I know a guy 70-some years old. He lives in um, Las Vegas, Nevada. He's running, a, I mean, a strong seven-figure business. And, 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 he, and he'll tell you this. I have no iPad. I have no computer. I use, I use my iPhone 8. That's all I use. I run my whole option with an iPhone 8 and he's 70 some years old. And I'm like, wow, man, if this guy can do it, you know, <laughs> and we, we right. can all, but so, uh, do you guys, do you have a website? I mean, I know, we, I mean, you can, we can give you everybody your social media, but do you have a website that they can uh, go to or would you rather just give like your Instagram or Facebook page? You know, honestly, so my brand, I'm actually like official website and everything going into it because this company I'm with, they do such a great job. So we're building that right now. Yep. Um, so it's not out quite yet. So yeah, just follow me, Molly Trotter on Facebook or Molly underscore Trotter on Instagram. Um, you know, shoot me a message. Let me know that you heard this podcast and, you know, kind of what you took away from it. And if there's any way that I can, you know, help you, I'm I'm obviously 100% down. So yeah, it's just the easiest way. Just very, you know, just casual, just connecting. And uh, that's it. So that would be great. Well, hey, Molly, I appreciate you coming on and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. 
That sounds great. Thank you for the opportunity, Josh. I appreciate it. Thank you, Molly. I'll see you.